What's going on with your world? It's the J. Prague, the illustrious one. Yes, yes, yes. The Bandwagon Radio in full swing right now. Make sure you follow us at the Bandwagon Radio. Also, make sure you subscribe so you can get the new episodes when we drop that thing. Yeah, hit that bell. Hit that bell. YouTube, follow us, the Bandwagon Radio as well. And, of course, if you need to reach out, you can always email us, thebandwagonradio at gmail.com. All right, we got a special edition, of course. We like to call this segment The Rundown. This is where we get up close and personal with artists all across the world and today is no different of course so today we have an artist hailing all the way from dallas texas on the phone lines right now introducing dylan lee cronin what's going on sir nothing much man another day another day i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm telling you man we out here though uh, uh past what's this covid19 uh time period and we still out here trying to put in some work right Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, first and foremost, man, how you holding up? How you and the family doing right now during these times? Good. Maintaining, making it through. Uh, yeah, good. Representing once again from Dallas, Texas, punk rap music. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this genre. How did this genre come about to you? Oh, uh, I mean... Growing up, you know, my favorite genre has always been punk and hip-hop. Rap mainly just for, like, you know, the lyrical content. The fact that you can say so much more in a 16-bar verse that's fit than you can one that's sang. Mm -hmm. And then just the the simplicity and the, the aggression and, like, you know, all punk music. It's all real simple, real fast. I definitely got that vibe from the uh, record "Learn How to Smile," uh, the hip hop vibe with mixed with rock. Uh, I actually caught a little bit of country in there as well. You being from Dallas, Texas, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but I caught a little bit of country vibes in there as well. I felt like a a mixture of different genres and sounds in there. Yeah, I mean, I I actually was born in Georgia. Uh, okay, see, makes sense. My dad plays a lot of country music. So it's been, it's been in my life just as much. <laughs> nice. How did you think to come to put these together, the Southern rock blends, punk, and rap? Like, how did you kind of come up with the concept? I know you said you, you kind of came up on hip-hop music and things of that nature, but when did you as an artist say to yourself, okay, boom, I need to go ahead and mix this pot up and do this myself. It's on me to do this. Probably in my late teens. I mean, I was just... I knew music's what I wanted to do, and I had to do something that sounded like me, and that just, just kind of came natural, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just all your influences speak through whatever you, you end up doing. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you a musician as well? Yeah. Um, all the guitar and, that, and bass and that was me. Okay. The only thing I didn't I do on there was live, the drums. Baby. I thought those were live. <laughs> <laughs> you say you just don't touch the drums. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't do. Okay. All right. What do you enjoy and appreciate about music? Everything, man. Expression, uh, the skill of different lyricists, different people who have voices. I mean, one thing I'd say that I've always been jealous of is uh, people with really good voices. That's kind of another reason I gravitated to punk. I don't have a real, uh, a real nice pretty singing voice <laughs> <laughs> but the raspiness and the grunge vibe it, it, it caters very well over hip-hop and rock beats though i will say I, I compliment you on that 
man. Definitely. Um, talking about the record again, A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood, which we'll release a little later on in the show. Um, like I said, they've given me that hip-hop vibe, that rock vibe, as well as a little bit of country. Uh, I like the, the storytelling aspect. Um, I definitely can appreciate that. The feel-good music, kind of vibe in between pain, hurt, and growth. I kind of picked up on all of that in the record. Yeah, definitely. That's what it was. That's what it was going for, man. Well, you definitely um, hit the mark on that. Thank you. And then being thank able you. to gravitate and, and and kind of pull from different uh, listening bases uh, with the different genres mixed in. I think I honestly think it's kind of a genius idea to be <laughs> be truthfully honest with you. <laughs> I think uh, the marketing and the branding is going to be the major parts for for what you're doing. Oh, definitely, man. That's the, that's the hardest part to figure out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have much of a marketing mind. Yeah, and that's when it, it comes to plugging in, of course, with PR, different PR reps and, and uh, you know, agents that can help navigate you and network you into different spaces that will help catapult what you're doing because that, I think really a lot of what you need is just that exposure and that attention on what you're doing because it is so different and like a breath of fresh air, essentially. That's... Exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> really good, man. Thank as, you. No problem. I mean, as an artist, I'm sure you do want that honest feedback and that honest criticism. Um, you know, and from me, just especially hearing that record, that being the record that you're focused on, and um, you know, that's just what I got from the record. So, you know, I just wanted to give you that those kudos on on what I think is is kind of genius idea to kind of mix everything as one because essentially the whole world right now is a melting pot. Everything is all music's all music and genres are kind of crossing barriers. You know, everybody's kind of taking a little bit of everything now. And and it's sounding good. It's beautiful. The evolution of music, I'll say. Most most definitely, man. Everything builds on each other and that's how you get new sounds is Everything came from what was before it. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Who inspires you? And what is it about them? Like, what, what really got you involved in music? What artists did you kind of, like, peak interest in and kind of got you interested? Um. So I started writing lyrics because of Nas. Nice. Okay. I was, like, like, 11, I think. The first time I heard him, I heard uh, One Mic off that stomatic record yes sir and that just like that just blew my mind open like i knew <laughs> i wanted to to be a songwriter i wanted to be a lyricist from that point mm-hmm. and then you know after that i just kind of delved deeper into more and more hip-hop because at that point i mean i really wasn't that uh knowledgeable on the genre you know what i mean i was real young one but two i hadn't heard a whole lot of it mm-hmm. After hearing Nas, I went, I got that record. I listened to all that shit, moved on, started listening to, you know, Tupac and older stuff, Slick Rick. Okay. Pretty much before that, before I heard Nas, the only two artists I knew of um, really in hip hop were Eminem and Outkast. Okay. My older brother was a huge Eminem fan, so I heard all that, and I was really into that too. And Outkast, really the only song I knew by them was Sorry, Miss Jackson. I was like, oh, you know, I like that song too. But it wasn't until I heard Nas that I really delved deeply into that genre. Nice. Um, as I got older, uh, Jimi Hendrix, 
Green Day, okay. The Doors. Okay, okay. Those bands kind of fueled my interest in guitar playing. All right. And also, I, I read in your, your bio as well, Sum 41, 311, Everclear. These were other some influences. Yeah. I, I just love the take on, on, on the background of, you know, I guess how you got into music and, and from, you know, even going back and doing more research, essentially, to kind of dive in more uh, deeper into it. Essentially becoming a student, a student of the game is what I'm hearing. Yeah, man, that's that's what it was. You, you know, I'd, I'd sit and I'd listen to all these records and I'd, I'd pick what my favorite things were and I'd try to emulate and see what, what techniques and styles I could learn from each individual. You know, like talking about like uh, the voice earlier, the raspy grunge tone, a lot of that came from just like imitating uh, specifically Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, uh, Art Alexakis from Everclear, and like Lemmy from Motorhead, because I knew like, you know, that, that, that voice is one that's easier for me to make when I'm trying to make vocals. And it also, I like the tone of it, and so I'd, I'd use those three really as my inspiration for, like, my singing style. And then, like, when it comes to the way I write my verses, there's a lot of a lot of Nas, like I said, Slick Rick, Tupac, Eminem. All great like, names, great list of names. <laughs> um, who are some of the people that you've worked with, uh, like on this project, these most recent projects that deserve some some mention, some acknowledgement? Uh, yeah. So, like I said earlier, the only thing I really don't play is drums. Uh, Aaron Carpenter played drums on every track on the album. He yes. also did all like the mixing and engineering. Okay. So the pretty much the whole record was me and him. Um, there is a friend of mine, Dennis Saldivar who's a guitar player for, for a punk rap band called No Solutions. And he he played guitar on a few of the tracks as well. And he also added keys on one song, uh, Mind of a Lunatic, uh, Heart of a Lion, the last track on the record. Okay. But really, it was it was us three, the whole thing. Nice, nice. Keeping it kind of close-knit. That, that seems, how does, how's that like working with, like I guess, two of your close buddies? Like, that process, what's that like? Is that a comfortable? It's I would easy, assume man. it's a comfortable process. Yeah, it's real comfortable. It's easy. It's fluent, you know. Yeah. It, it just comes, you know. Everybody knows what they want to put down, and and it works. We work well off each other too. Good, good. Let me ask you a question. Since we're talking about yourself and you know the two others that have now helped prepared this newest project, um, how do you prepare to record? Like, what's that process like for you guys? Well, so for me, I'll write the song. I'll get, you know, all the guitar parts together exactly how I want them. Okay. And my vocals, and I'll have it just in my mind how all that is supposed to sound. I don't usually think about the bass till I get there. Okay, so that's second. You know, that's kind of funky, but I'm really, I'm predominantly a guitarist and, and lyricist. Aaron... Once I'll play for him like the 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 main guitar part and while rapping and singing the thing mm -hmm. and see what ideas he has for drums and he'll usually come up with a couple different patterns and just be like, Yo man, like what what, what do you think is best for this song? Okay. So it is a little give and, and take. He'll he'll kinda give you a a 
couple of options essentially. Yeah, usually he'll he'll have you know two to three different patterns for each part that he's like you know what are you vibing with the most? What do you think works the best? Now let me ask you a question. This is a, this might be a personal one, but I want a, a, a honest answer to it. Now, do you have any fears when it comes to recording or performing? Any fears? I mean, the only one really is not doing well sometimes. Like, recording, I'm occasionally like, man, I don't know if this is going to turn out as good as it sounds in my head. And that's when I struggled with a lot, like, earlier in the process because most of my songs have two, maybe three guitar parts. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I don't record them until it's time to record. So like, I'm essentially like, I hear it in my head. I know how it's going to sound, but I don't know exactly how it's all going to sound together until I record it. Cause I'll do like final, yeah. one guitar part, then the second one over it. And then the last one over that. I mean, I don't know if I've just gotten lucky or I really know what I'm doing. Cause so far <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had anything. I'm like, okay, that wasn't as good as I thought it'd be, mm. you know? Um, but recording, I'd say just that, which I'm getting more comfortable and that's becoming less of a thought. Performing. What's your fears like when I get? I, I, I just I I, uh, I get real nervous performing. I'm not a super confident like public speaker. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, man. Sometimes when I'm up there, I just don't know how people are going to respond to what I'm doing because, like you said, it is so different. Yeah. But I think the beautiful thing is, you know, that's kind of the test as well. It's almost like you said before you even the final recording uh process is like you're you're putting it together in your mind so I, I essentially look at the stage in the same process it's like you don't know what to expect from the audience however you still got to give them what you think they need to hear exactly man how do you stay focused on your music and exposing yourself like it's a lot going on out here with like i said covid19 going at the moment i'm sure you're still trying to find a way to make ends meet out here you're still an artist i'm sure you have a family and, and people that depend on you around you how, how do you stay focused on your music during a time like this i mean music's always a part of life and you know it's all i'll always make time for it but i don't rush nothing either man like, uh -huh. I, I started recording A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood back in 2015, and I didn't finish it until, like, mid-2019. Okay. Just because, you know, I mean, it's it's there. I'll get, I'll get to the end point when I get there. Yeah. I definitely, like like you said, you know, COVID and all that, my my primary, like, my day job is, is health care. Um, I'm, I'm a pharmacy technician at a pharmacy, so... And, we and with that, that I'm, I'm seeing that every day, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. And I and, and I'm sure at some point it could even inspire maybe even the music side, you know, the artistry. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a good thing about just life in general. No matter what kind of you know, walk of life or what type of work you do, it puts you in situations where you have interactions with with people and just situations that. You'll always walk away with something new in mind or something new to say. Let me ask you another question, a follow-up to that. Are you afraid of failure, like not completing your music mission? 
Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, well, I don't know about everybody, but just I think most people are afraid of failure. Most people that have something that they really want to do. But I see that as in motivation, really. You know, I don't think, for me personally anyway, fear is not going to lead to inaction. Fear is going to lead to action. Nice, nice. Talking to my man Dylan Lee Cronin right now. Has the new record out. A wonderful day in the neighborhood. Represent Dallas, Texas. I got a couple more questions before we even get into the record. What do you uh what do you attribute your style and your sound to? Like, what do you think makes you you? The Dylan Lee Cronin that we're hearing on these records. What holistically makes you the artist you are? I mean, for the most part, I just say, you know, the life I've lived, I, I think that's the same thing that makes everyone everyone, you know? Your experiences and what's built you up. Um and also, you know, the influences that you've had, how you've, everything that you lived for, everything you've lived through and everything, all the ways you've responded to it. Um, you know, I was born in, in Conyers, Georgia, moved to, to Dallas when I was in elementary school. I've been here since then. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, growing up the life that I've lived, man. Those different influences from different you know, cities even, and experiences? Yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up, just growing up in the South, man, that had a big influence on who I am and the way I see things. Um, growing up, you know, listening listen to all these musicians and having their influence, too, because, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of the artists that I listen to, uh, they influenced me as much as, you know, anybody in my life that I actually know. <laughs> nice. That means you live through it as well. That's what I take from that. Uh, definitely. What's most important to you when it comes to releasing your music and projects? Like, what's what's a staple? What's a, what's a must in releasing Dylan Lee Cronin's music? What's, what's a, the top of that list? The top is the quality, man. The quality of the music. Nice. It's got to be something that I can listen to and I can be happy with. Because if I'm not happy with it, I don't know that anybody will be. You know what I mean? Someone might be, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm you not. Won't be that, as the as the main yeah, creator, you gotta you gotta appease your own um, expectations before you can think on anyone else's. Yeah, it's almost like you gotta critique it yourself first, somewhat before you put it out there and 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 allow the world to you know, nitpick at it. Exactly. And I think out of everything that I do, the the main aspect that I probably put the most energy toward is is definitely like my lyricism. I think I put more on the words themselves than I do necessarily on the flow or on like the guitar or how well my, my delivery is. My main thing is the lyrics because that's the main thing that I... I really want people to recognize mm. when they hear it. So talk to me about this writing then. This seems very close to you and deep for you. What what does writing do for you? Like, is it a release? Is it a spiritual thing? Like, what, what does writing exactly do to you? And what does it mean to you to be a great writer? Man, it's just a way to get out everything that you feel and 
like all of all of my biggest influences are also real lyricists. You know, the first thing a song can sound good and it'll touch you and you'll be like, Oh, that's great. But if but if they say something in the song that you directly relate to, yeah. that shit can you can carry that shit in your heart for the rest of your life, you know what I mean? That's a fact. That's a fact. Because they said something exactly what you felt, and that's kind of what I want to do. You know, I try to tell my story the best way that I can. Mm-hmm. And I want, when I when I tell my story, I want the people to hear it, to feel it. You know, there's, there's a, it's the highest form of communication is music. Yeah. Definitely can cross barriers with that. What uh, talk to me about networking. How how important is networking to you when it comes to promoting your music and you know, show purposes and things of that nature? Like how important is networking? Now, networking is big because if you don't if you don't communicate or talk to other people, ain't nobody gonna hear nothing you're doing, you know, <laughs> and you're not gonna hear anything else that anybody else has to offer. Yeah. That's I mean networking is as important as just having social skills in general. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. And I like to hear artists say that. That's why I asked that question, because I like to see where artists' minds are when it comes to, you know, not only just putting out the music, but networking, that, that groundwork, laying that groundwork as well, touching touching people, shaking hands, kissing babies, as they say, you know? Exactly, man. And when, you know, Networking is how you'll find other artists that inspire you and that you can learn from. And not only that, I mean, also, you might you might play a show and have somebody who who was really touched by one of your songs, and they're going to come up to you and they're going to talk to you, and they're going to expect a real person. So you got to you got to be able to talk to people, man. Yeah, yeah. no cookie cutters. We we want to talk to a real person. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, like conversations like this is when you can relax and actually just have open di- open dialogue, open conversation and get to know someone uh, a little better. Uh, like, you know, that's why I even do this segment is is to open up my listeners to, you know, not only just hearing the music, but take some time to listen to the artists and their background and where they're coming from and their struggles and, you know, their successes and what makes them a great artist, what makes them somebody you should actually pay attention to who's, who's up and coming, you know, who might not have the big support of the majors at the moment but that you know have just as much quality uh of music and I, that's why i appreciate what you said about you know quality was one of the main things for you i can appreciate that if, if you're saying to me you know as a consumer i want to make sure that the product i'm giving you is top notch and that you're going to appreciate it I, I i applaud that first and foremost you know thank you man definitely that's Let's take it back for a second. I feel like that really should be one of our, one of everybody's goals. I'm sorry. I mean, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine, brother. (laughs) I I just thought about something for a second. We were talking about your your background and, you know, you you started in Georgia and ended up moving uh, to Texas. So if you could go back in your childhood, what advice would you have for your adult self? Thinking about this music game now and all your experiences. If you could go back to your childhood, what advice would you have for yourself? Man, if I if I could give my younger self one piece of advice, it would probably just to be smarter with money. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think we all can uh, agree with that one. I had a conversation with a friend about that, like, just last week. Yeah, if I could, whew, I don't know what I did with my money back in high school, man. I was working. Yeah. I don't know what I did with it. <laughs> so that's a good point. So you would tell your, your younger self, you know, be better with money. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure what you're spending has value, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, great point. That segues me into the next question. Then, how important is making the right investments for you? That's essential. That's. I mean, if you make you make the wrong investment, and, and and that's the thing too. With an investment, that's exactly what it is. You're putting money into something, hoping and trying to build something out of it. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, a lot of times I just blew money on you know dumb shit that wasn't going to give me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. <sighs> we could go back, right? Yeah. As far as investing correctly, that's one. I'm 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 still kind of working trying to figure that one out completely, really. Yeah. I mean, cuz as an artist, you know, the the and where there's indie major, there's always these little pockets you have to kind of dibble and dabble in in order to get somewhat of movement and network and you know what you're what you're seeking, as you say. So, you know, I I, I think that's a very important question too, is just to kind of check the mind as to you know how these artists are thinking about their investments. Well, while navigating, yep. let me ask you a question: What's your ultimate goal in the music industry with your your type of style and your type of music? What's Dylan Lee Cronin's goal? What's the ultimate win? What's the ultimate dub for you? The main thing, man, I, I I want it to be a movement. I want punk rap to be a movement. Mm. You know, I want more bands and more acts blending specifically those those two genres. You know, because there's a lot of rock rap out there, but I I think it kind of shines through on the way that my my songs are formatted. That you know, it's it's specifically not just rock. It's predominantly punk that was a big part of one well, of my main influences mm-hmm. you know just leave a mark and influence people the same way my heroes influenced me yeah. and what I can see from your music and your genre is is kind of like an eye-opening uh, spectrum right now like kind of you know it, if it's something that you're not used to or uh, not familiar with, give it a shot, give it a try, you might become comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I get, the vibe of the movement that I see before me. I can dig that, man. That sounds, that sounds right on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me. Let me know if I'm on point or not. That's, that's just what I'm picking up. The vibes I get, my research, and then talking to you, which is what I love to do. You know, I love to, again, I ha- I love to have these conversations. Uh, you know, I'm a radio personality outside of just doing my own independent podcast here. But, you know, for me, really getting to know a person is, is key because I think when it comes to us following artists, we put so much pressure on artists sometimes. And sometimes it's not it's not for them to have that type of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's on a personal level or even sometimes an artistry level. Sometimes I've talked to some artists where I can tell them, look, it's just about the artistry with them. There's, there's not a whole bunch of anything else. They are an artist, you know? And then you have some artists where I talk to them and they're about the artistry, but then they're very committed to, say, community. 
you know. So you got different vibes, and I like to make sure that I pull out as much as I can of each artist to really get a, a holistic understanding of who that artist is, you know, and for my listeners as well. Most definitely, man. That's, that's how it is. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest, a lot of times in interviews, man, like I really don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when, but when you're having real conversation, it's not really an interview. That's true. Everything just kind of flows. Yeah, and that's one thing I do pride myself on as well. That's why I like to get, you know, people comfortable on on the the interview, on the call. You know, my goal is to really get to know who we're talking to and then, you know, promote to my listeners why they should follow and why why they should listen to this artist. So in saying that, what's coming up? What's what's any other up-and-coming projects, any up-and-coming videos, visuals, anything that my listeners should be on the lookout for? Uh, so I just shot a, a music video for Learn How to Smile. That okay. should be here probably in next month or so. Um, a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood is the album. That's already out, but I'm also working on my next album, which that's still in the early phases right now. I'm, I'm still writing most of it. Okay. Uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting... I'm working on promoting the album that's out while putting together the next one. Got you, got you. Well, I definitely want to make sure that my listeners have the opportunity to not only listen to the music in which we're about to introduce in just a moment, but also to be able to follow you. So go ahead and let them know how they can follow you, all the social media handles and everything. Uh, yeah, um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All three are just, you know, Dylan Lee Cronin. Uh, it's my name outright, and that's the main way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, punk rap music, man. One of the originators in my mind to this vibe and this genre. Yeah, man, southern rocking, blending punk and rap. I love it. Representing once again from Dallas, Texas, Dylan Lee Cronin. I'm going to let you introduce the single right now, brother. All right, this is Learn How to Smile. It's the first single off A Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. All right, y'all. Learn how to smile. Turn it up right here. The Bandwagon Radio. Let's go. When I grow up, I want to be a hero. Still a punk kid at 21 years old. Walking past a 9-11 mural. I spot a pretty young thing. Door knockers in her earlobes. Looking good in high heels and a short skirt. Though I'm sure she's only dressed up for work. Walking over to a car starts talking. That same moment I can feel my heart stopping. Like deep down in my heart. I just want to stop it. But that's a hustle, yo. I can't knock it. Just keep walking. Thinking to myself. How she sell herself without living in hell. Can't imagine what it takes. And it makes me start to think that life can make you weak and drain your strength. But even when it seems impossible, you gotta do what you gotta do when everything will be okay, have faith. We'll figure everything out somehow. Everything will be cool one day. And so they better learn how to smile. Everything will be okay one day. We'll figure everything out somehow. Everything will be cool, just pray. The one day we learn how to smile. Now Daisy had a baby at the age of 18, a wounded angel. Broken wings with a rusted halo. Ain't got nothing but bad luck and good luck. A living definition 
up, pretty messed up. Five foot three with a cup size C, slim with smooth skin. You're short, you're beauty queen with food stamps and welfare. No one else cares that the world's on our shoulders. Hands on a stroller, pushing a small child with no one else around. Those mothers are junky and baby daddy bailed out. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. But Earth's greatest beauty is a woman's strength. And ever since the day that baby was born, she been making a change. Become a role model, trying to keep it together. Every day working harder to make it a little better. Yeah. Everything to be okay, have faith. Figure everything out somehow Everything to be cool one day And so they better learn how to smile Everything to be okay one day We'll figure everything out somehow Everything to be cool, just pray The one day we learn how to smile Now never the world peace till the world falls to pieces Conflicted with demons, I need a personal Jesus The weight of my shoulders never eases The pressure never ceases, it just piles on top me Got me thinking, golly, God, God, me from the ungodly And save me before I go crazy Sit back as I daydream Sunday afternoon clear, the middle of the summer, beneath the bridge, graffiti in the tunnel, just me and my misfits, a bag of losers, mass confusion, I grew up a school, the opposite of a winner, the one of the litter, but the more I grow, the more I notice, eyes open to the focus, learn to keep focus, all the goodness ain't golden, yeah, everything to be a day, have faith, figure everything out somehow, everything to be cool one day, and so then baby learn how to smile, everything to be a day one day, figure everything out somehow everything to be cool just pray but one day we learn how to smile